Well, the first thing to realize in museum, in museums in general, is that people go to them, but they don't see anything. I've been in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of museums all over the world, and I spend days watching people. You know, what are they doing? They walk into a room, they glance around, and then they walk into the next room. And when you go to something like the Louvre, you get about what seems like 40,000 people standing in front of the Mona Lisa, you know, which is just because that's what was advertised, that's what they came to see, but they don't see anything else. And it's, uh, so the first thing you have to realize in designing a museum, that you are presenting something that people want to look at, but that they don't. And so you have to do it in such a way so that the rooms are of a, an appropriate size so that they're not so frightening and that there aren't too many of them one after another after another that you get in there and you feel you have to get out of there. Uh, and that the paintings, if there's paintings or sculpture, are properly illuminated and that crowds can be avoided. If The museums really just work for the scholar. You know, they don't work for the average uh, citizen. And the average citizen just goes there because they think that's the thing to do. But we, and I spent almost 50 years working at the Met, and we, we did, I spent days and days and days and days watching how people behave in museums. And it's very discouraging, I have to say. It's just very discouraging because you realize, you know, you make this super effort to make the perfect gallery, get the paintings out, the sculpture in there, get it properly lit. People walk in and walk past and have no idea what they're looking at. And that counts for about 90% of the people. And you'll see an occasional person who will look at something or read the label. And we tried all kinds of different devices, like having illuminated signs. Like they're now trying out things, you know, with trying some mini television things which give you a little lecture on each painting its origins, its relevance, and all of that kind of thing. Um, but the museum is established to make a mark in a moment in time of a particular culture or history or community or whatever it is. You know, whether it's the local community wants to give you the history from the 17th century on and what happened to Little Houses, or whether it's something of a major museum which is going to show you a collection of paintings spanning over several hundred years and tell you about all of the painters and what this movement did and what that movement did and how they perceived and saw and reacted to certain movements, the painters that is, or the sculptors, and who were the leading people were and how what were their original ideas and so on. But, very, very, very few people actually get that message. So designing museums is a tough, tough problem because you know in your heart, you know, you're, you're doing it with the best of intentions, but you know in your heart that it's sort of just spinning a wheel, that it's not going to go anywhere. But you have to do it. It has to be there. It has to be preserved. It's part of our history. It's part of our culture. But try to get somebody to learn from it or react to it 
influenced by it, and that's a whole other story. So that's the 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 museum has two purposes. One is to get a roof over the art and and illuminate it properly, and the other is to try to educate people of what is the significance of this art, what is why is it important that you look at it. Why is it important that you understand it? You see, and that's the hard thing to do.